Let us pray. Gracious God, as we turn to your word for us, may the Spirit of God rest upon us. Help us to be steadfast in our hearing, in our speaking, in our believing, and in our living. Amen. The Old Testament reading this morning is the 23rd Psalm, may be found on page 491 of your Pew Bible. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his namesake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. The word of the Lord. Our gospel lesson today comes from John chapter 10, verses 22 through 30, and you can find that on page 978 of your pew Bible if you would like to follow along. At that time, the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me, but you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. This is the word of the Lord. Every summer growing up, we headed north to my grandparents' cottage on Lake Erie, in a little town called Vermilion, and a little summer community in that town known as Linwood Park. And when I think of places in my life where I truly feel safe, Linwood Park is probably top among them. We had friends there that we saw every summer when we went, whose grandparents grew up with my grandfather, whose parents grew up with my mother, We rode our bikes, ran across streets without even looking both ways. We played until dark with no fear of anyone or anything. And as we got older, the best thing was being allowed to stay out after dark. Which, in the summertime in Ohio, is pretty late. At least 10 o'clock or so. So it's pretty cool if you get to stay out past dark. But you got to stay out past dark because that's the best time to play kick the can or ghosts in the graveyard or even just a basic game of hide and seek. Of course, 
all good things come to an end, and eventually we would be called inside. Moms would step out onto the porches and call out the names of those children who needed to come inside. It was time for bed. Except in my case, it wasn't that easy. You see, when I was born, the name Kim was pretty popular, and there were usually at least three of us running around in the park across Walnut Street. And if you heard a mom calling, Kim, it's time to come in, just the name wasn't enough. You had to recognize your mother's voice. There are beloved people in our lives, sometimes moms, sometimes others, whose voices we know even when we cannot see them. We don't have to know to be able to look at a display on a phone to know that voice when we hear it or when we hear them across a crowded room or walking up behind us. And in our scripture passage for today, we are called to be people who know Jesus' voice as well as a sheep knows its shepherd as well as I would know my mother's voice if she called to me across a room today. In John 10, in this little passage, this pericope from it, Jesus is asked whether he is the Messiah. Tell us plainly, his questioners say, are you the Messiah or aren't you? But this is John's gospel, and so clarity and concision are not really Jesus' style. So there is no simple yes or no answer here. Jesus said, I've told you, but you don't believe. I've shown you by my works, but you don't recognize those either. But he goes on to say, but my sheep know my voice, and they follow me. Real sheep, according to shepherds, do know the voices of those who care for them, who keep them safe, who feed them and guide them and protect them. One shepherd's story I was reading this week says he teaches his sheep to know who he is by singing to them. And once they know his voice, it doesn't matter who sings that song. They know that his is the one they are listening for. Now, I would remind you, that the point of the passage isn't us choosing and figuring out who are God's sheep and who aren't. It's not our call to spend even one minute trying to discern who, is, who are the people who know the voice of the shepherd. In point of fact, even earlier in this chapter 10, Jesus points out that he has other sheep in other sheepfolds that we know nothing about. And we, know, we don't really know what Jesus meant by that other than to point out to us that we are not just a unique little group who can claim Jesus when no one else can. For the scripture does not suggest that we get to choose our shepherd, but instead the shepherd has chosen us, has called us, has made promises to us. Most importantly of all, the promise here that we cannot and shall not ever be snatched away. In the shepherd's fold, we are safe, even more safe than I ever was in that little community of Linwood Park. 
For there is nothing, Paul reminds us in Romans, not life or death or angels nor rulers, nor things present, things to come, not powers nor height nor depth nor anything in all creation that will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The psalmist in our 23rd Psalm knows that. The entire psalm is a hymn of praise and trust that the one who is our shepherd will be with us, will take care of us, will be with us even when we cross, are crossed by a dark shadow, will sit down next to us when we are faced with those who are against us and insists on us taking time to rest and be refreshed in God's presence. So how do we get to know that voice? After all, we can't literally walk with a physical Jesus. We don't hear his audible voice. We can't see his facial expressions. We can't watch his actions in order to best imitate them. Yet still, even we can come to know the voice by hearing it over and over again. We start by reading the scripture, by studying it, digging deeply into it again and again, and all of it, not just the parts we like or that make us feel comfortable. We come to know the voice of the shepherd calling us by taking time to listen for it, by being open to its continual movement in our lives and its constant work on our hearts. For we believe that the word of God, the voice of God, is not a dead word, a finished word, a completed word, but rather that that voice that speaks to us is still a living word, through which God continues to speak and act, through which Jesus continues to call us, and in which we can still over and over again hear our shepherd's voice. Of course, on those beloved late nights, when my mother called me in, the sign that I heard her was not me yelling out, coming, but actually showing up at the door. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I would show up at the door and say, but, but please, can I just have 15 more minutes? But if I didn't show up at the door... You can bet that A, I wouldn't get that 15 minutes, and B, tomorrow night I probably wasn't staying out after dark. The corollary to recognizing the shepherd's voice and believing in Jesus is that the sheep follow what Jesus has done. They recognize the works that Christ has done and invites us to participate in. They act on what they've heard. Turn the other cheek. Walk the second mile. Give up your shirt as well as your coat. Love your neighbor. Love your enemy. Forgive as often as necessary. Treat others how you would wish to be treated. The message that Christ brought, the works that he has done, are a fulfillment of how God has called human beings to live all along. David Lowe's points out to us that while our belief in God and the principles of our faith can, can change our behavior, it is just as true that our behavior influences our belief. Lowe's says, ask people to put a small political sign in their yard and their support for that candidate rises dramatically. 
get folks to start recycling for a month, and their commitment to the environment goes well beyond what it was when they began. In short, we tend to justify our actions by shaping our convictions and even our identity to explain and support those actions, which means, he says, that our popular exclamation, I'll believe it when I see it, should probably be modified slightly but significantly, I believe it when I do it. Jesus knew what our psychologists and behavioral scientists of today still tell us, belief and action in this passage, identified as hearing my voice and following me, are intertwined and inseparable. Hearing Jesus' voice requires more than reading scriptures, listening to sermons, no matter how good they are, or going to a Bible study, but also taking an active role in following. As Presbyterians, we understand that we are saved by the grace of God through Jesus Christ, not through any action or right belief on our part, so that we view our works, that is, our actions and activity in life, as necessarily a response to that amazing gift of grace. We act because we know of God's grace. We cannot simply attend a Bible study and say, oh, that's nice, and then leave Jesus' call to us at the door of the church. We are called to hear and to follow. In another key passage which refers to Jesus' followers as sheep, Matthew 25 identifies the ones who know Jesus' voice as the ones who take care of the least of these. Jesus says, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Jesus knows his sheep because they hear his voice and follow his commands. In the end of this little passage in John, whether his listeners know it or not, Jesus answers their question of who he is. The Father and I are one, Jesus says. We are in God's hands. We are in Jesus' hands. The love that God has for us is the same as the love Jesus has for us. The protection God gives us is the protection Jesus intends for us to experience. God's purpose and Jesus' purpose are the same. For us to experience God's love and to respond to God with our own love and live in that confidence and trust. Rachel Held Evans wrote, What each of us longs for the most is to be both fully known and fully loved. And miraculously, God feels the same way about us. God, too, wants to be fully known and fully loved. God wants this so much that God has promised to knock down every obstacle in the way, enduring even death to be with us, to show us this love. There is an old story of an actor who was giving a lecture on his craft, demonstrating how he used his voice, his body, his face to bring life to the characters he played. He demonstrated his work with a variety of readings, 
soliloquies. And at the end of his time, he gave the audience a little time for questions and answers. And after a few questions, an older gentleman in a clerical collar stood up and asked if the actor would recite the 23rd Psalm. The actor said, well, he would be willing to do that, but only if this gentleman would come up on stage and recite it after him. So the actor went first, and he recited the 23rd Psalm beautifully, and the audience responded with appreciative applause. Then the actor invited the gentleman in the collar to the microphone, and he proceeded to write, recite the psalm. But when he was finished, the crowd was hushed, and there were even some tears in some eyes. After a moment, the actor stepped back to the microphone and said, do you know the difference in what you just heard? You see, I know the words, but he, he knows the shepherd. May we be those who hear and know and follow the voice of our shepherd. Amen.